All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Warrior Week Parable from the Pit, yet another episode of this podcast. Uh, my guest this week is Sean McDonald, graduate of Warrior Week 54. 54, right, Sean? 54, that's right. right. Okay. Uh, hey, thanks for being on the, on the, on the podcast. We're going to have a conversation today, and uh, uh, Sean's story is a, is, a, is a special story, and we get to hear it. Uh, Sean, what, uh, how you got involved with Warrior, man? Where were you? How did this message resonate in your heart? What brought you to the gates of the Warrior's way, man? Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, it was, um, I think, nothing less than, like, perfect timing and uh, pretty miraculous. I, I was um, at Mayo Clinic, actually, with my wife, and we were there for a month. So I was, at the time, a division president for pretty large home builder, um, and uh, my office is in San Antonio at the time, and we had been dealing with this stuff with my wife for uh, about 18 years already at that time, and so it was unfortunately getting worse. We were searching everywhere trying to find answers, and uh, we finally ended up at the Mayo Clinic hoping that that was going to be the place, and unfortunately at the time, we, we were at a really, really bad place. Um, our relationship had gotten to an all-time low, and um, you know we were still together in the house, but we were literally like um, getting closer and closer to divorce. And I literally am not a social media guy, but I was um, sitting there in, in the hospital waiting for her as she was in one of her um, uh, her appointments with one of the doctors there. And I was, I opened up Facebook just randomly flipping through and looking at stuff and, and Garrett's um, uh, thing came on about um, the, the opportunity to do a 30 day challenge. And so I literally was just like everything that he was saying was, was, was where I was at. I was financially very successful, career wise, very successful An executive in a company um, had, had done very, very well inside. I was dead. I mean, I was literally dead, hopeless over the situation with where my wife's health was at, uh, very hopeless in where I was at mentally, most, uh, emotionally, spiritually. And uh, so I took the challenge and I uh, did the King's Kit Challenge for 30 days and then literally just progressed from there. I did the 90 day challenge after that. And that eventually led me to you with Warrior Week. Beautiful. Um, what was your experience uh, at your first evolution that kicked it off, and this was a remote evolution, um, you know, way before this, this whole remote management or whatever, doing remote business, like Warrior was, was into this six, seven years ago, right? We, this game is not new to us. What was your first experience inside of that uh, evolution, the garage? You remember the garage where... Uh, what went on with you, man? Uh, you, you know, it's so funny that, I mean, because at that time, I mean, obviously we were going through these different evolutions and, and, uh, and having to record them. So first of all, I wasn't used to that. Um, and so there was this element of vulnerability already. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I had never seen you before. I, I'm, all these men are obviously inside and they're sharing their stories and going through this process. But I remember standing in my garage. My garage is, has always been, uh, you know, the only reason why our garage was ever in good shape was because my wife would clean it because mm -hmm. she was the organizer in our home. It was a reflection of the shit in my life 
the shit in my heart and the shit in our relationship. And quite honestly, I remember vividly standing there and looking at that comparison, you know, the whole process of bringing practical circumstances to the forefront of my, of my perspective and, and helping me and the other men to literally walk through a journey of breaking things down piece by piece was literally the, the, that transformational step-by-step step was what literally helped me to completely get out of my pit. Um, so that, that it, was, it was the beginning of revolution for me. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, in this evolution that I've seen you in, in the past couple of years, uh, it did started with a revolution. And, uh, you know, it, it started with you, but it started with you in conjunction with these other men. Uh, alone, no revolution has taken place. And there's a momentum in that that took place. And ultimately, that brought you to the experience of Warrior Week. Uh, here you are in the first uh, night of Warrior Week uh, going to the experience of the pit. Uh, this is the Parable from the Pit podcast. Talk to me. What happened to you that night? Where were you? What, what pains you experienced? And what did it bring you, man? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it, that whole entire process of um, intentionally and consciously being led down into a place that literally was the darkest aspect of my being. You know, um, I remember walking into Warrior Week. I was like, I, I, there was a lot of talk with the other guys in the run-up. And uh, there was a lot of fear. But I remember for me that that was, it was really not. I wanted so badly to get there. I wanted, I knew I needed to, to get clarity and to understand what was going on inside. And I wanted it. So I wasn't afraid at all, but I'll, may, I'll admit that it was so much harder than what I expected. When I got there that first day, as we went through the, the, the process of, um, especially um, the inquisition for me was like, it was like somebody had literally peeled back the veil and, and open and exposed where I had been for 20 something years. Um, and you know, this, it sounds overly simplistic in, in regards to the revelation, but when you finally get down to an understanding of two critical things in your life that really you danced around forever, um, that awakening means everything because there was a domino effect of things that had happened that brought me up to that point. So the, the biggest thing for me in that was literally coming to the place of not just acknowledging that I've never loved myself. I never cared. Not only, it wasn't just about not loving me. It was the flip of that. I hated me. I hated what I had produced in my wife and in my relationship with her. I hated what I produced in my children. I hated what I had actually produced in business because in my mind, it could have been so much different, so much greater had I had clear mind and had an acceptance. The other thing is that it gave me clarity on the fact that I'd actually never loved my wife. And so here we are at a place where this woman now is basically bedridden. She, is, she has been in bed now. When I started Warrior, she'd been in bed for almost three years. Our relationship consisted of me trying to figure out how to help her, but screaming and yelling at each other, hating the fact that we, we, we don't have anything left in our lives together at all, nothing. She is suffering every single day from things that nobody can figure out. She's losing her mind. She doesn't uh, have the ability to even um, get up and go for a walk or to walk away. 
And I'm in a place where I know this is the woman that I was supposed to be with, but I hate this relationship. I hate everything that it represents to me. And I hate the man that I am, that I can't do anything about it. I can't fix it. I can't heal her. I can't, I don't even feel like I can help her. And it was literally before I got to warrior week, had I on the challenges on the run up, my wife had already said, just divorce me. You clearly don't want this. And I'm, I'm tired of fighting you and I can't anymore. And so to be in that place, literally, I remember standing shoulder to shoulder with you. And you're like, listen to me. Today's that day. You are not going to lie anymore today. What is that thing? What is that thing? And for me to be able to look where I was so ashamed, man, I was so humiliated that I never loved her. It was like I, I, I would do anything to dance around the fact that it was my responsibility. It was my fault. I created this. I didn't make her sick, but I certainly didn't make her better. And so the problem, though, was that I never received this, this person. And so to, to, to be in a place where I acknowledge two things, I hate me and I've never loved her, was the, was the intersection for me that I needed to get me out of that, to start walking out of it. Yeah, man, uh, just literally brings tears in my eyes. And uh... <clears throat> uh, it does because uh, this is this this is the the real pain, right? When when a man um, doesn't love himself, and it just takes so much to go through in order to face this fact that do I even love myself and not even having the answer to that and begin labeling and as I hate myself because I don't have the answer of yes or no. And so the only thing that I can hold on to because I don't have that answer is, well, maybe I hate myself. Maybe I hate who I've become, or maybe there's this thing inside of me that knows that that's not me. And yet I don't have the answer. Literally, there are less than 1% of men that I've personally came across in the past seven years uh, that are able to go to such a place. Um, and even like guys listening right now on the phone, I mean, if you haven't felt the message right now and this, if you don't have tears in your eyes, I, you should probably not continue listening to this podcast because it's not for you, man. It's just not for you. And you belong to the 99%. But there is a 1% that gives themselves permission to just go to a place. Because this place, man, it, 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 there's two pain inside of this place. I don't love myself. And I've never felt the love of another man for me. I've never felt like somebody having my back. And so I ignore it and I, I don't acknowledge it. I don't think that's what I want. And a man is lost, man, in, in a search and seeking for the thing that he just has to admit that that's what he wants. I want to love myself and I want 
to be loved by another man in such that I feel that someone can trust me and I can trust another man, another man that could back me up. And we are so conditioned to feel that we don't need anybody, that this has to be done on our own. And that's not the natural MO of this game. Like literally we are connected, but we don't give ourselves the permission to actually go on the seek of that connection, truly feel what that connection is. So to, to have witnessed your story and to continue to fight for, for you and say, bro, like it's time you believe in you because I believe in you. Because I believe in you, not because I'm some fucking motivator or some, some figure speech conversation, because it's absolutely true. I remember that moment shoulder and shoulder. What I was saying is that, what I was saying in other words, like, man, I love you. Why don't you love you? And I don't know who I am to say I love you. I don't, man. I don't. I don't know. One of the things that radically changed things for me in this process, Coach Sam, is that, you know, we underestimate to the point that you're making the, the importance of men who have gone before us. Because in order to walk shoulder to shoulder with somebody, you have to have gone there. You know, you, you, you've had to have been able to be tested by the fire yourself. You've had to go into your own pit. You've had to trust another man to help you walk out of that. You've had to been able to um, be willing to let somebody else also point out that thing in you. And I think that to me, I mean, we're, 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 we're looking at this thing in our around the globe right now with this pandemic, that the real pandemic to me is that men don't know how to be men. And families are crushed. They're being shattered. Like literally divorces that are happening completely that, that could be salvaged. If a man literally was willing to be just vulnerable enough for a minute to stand shoulder to shoulder with another man who's already gone there, who's been there, and who's willing to say, hey, this isn't how it has to be. But it has to start deep within you. It's not her that's going to fix you. It's not your children that's going to fix you. It's not your money or your bank account that's going to fix you. It's not people patting you on the back and telling you how great you are and what you do or where you, you know, whatever it may be. You, it's you expect, experiencing you and allowing somebody along you to call out your own lies and then help you to walk beyond that. It's one thing to point out another man's lies, but it's a completely different thing to help lead him to the light. Right, true, and it's true. And when you think about our modern time and you look at the stories that we are told in scriptures, Bible, the Torah, the Quran, doesn't matter, man, what scripture is, there's stories there to refer to. And if it's not that kind of scripture, there's books, 
uh, th but there's stories that refer to time where men act as men at the lowest version of themselves. Like if mm -hmm. you think about right now and what is happening in the world, the majority of men are operating at the lowest version of themselves right now, which is this waiting, tolerating, not moving, not standing for anything. And hope literally dies in that space. Hope dies when it's given to the hand of men that operate at their lowest version. Hope exists with men that are moving towards their greatest version and are willing to fucking risk, that are willing to have conflicts, that are willing to be confused, that are willing to be fucking annoyed, that are willing to be fucking violent for it. Violent for hope. That's the message. Who is violent for hope? No one today. Where is the spiritual warfare? Nowhere. There's a compromise that's taken place to have the win-win strategy in our politics and in a way that we stand for things. Well, you know what, man? At the individual level, proximity level, in your household, in your family, there's a different set of rules that takes place. And, you know, with the schools opening and everything else happening, it's just like, maybe I don't want my children to be part of this way of being educated. We are all exposed to the reality of unreality that was created for us. Famous people and rich people are nowhere to be found. They were yesterday's leader, false leaders. And it wasn't them. We, we worshiped the wrong fucking people for years. Actors and rich people became the men that we said we wanted to be like. We said that we love those people. We didn't love those. We are being exposed now. This is a period of reflection. When you look at the nurses and the doctors and the front line, the real heroes are emerging. And not just to say that they're heroes by obvious act, but by the fact that we've ignored heroism for so many, so many years. And so, yeah, humanity is exposed. We are exposed in this process. But then men like you have come to this process two years before this thing, man. Two years, like this COVID-19, yes, it is affecting you and your family and everybody else. But it's not shaking the core inside of you, man. Your, your core inside of you, your foundation inside of you was found in the pit, in the experience. And maybe it was found in Warrior. Maybe you would have found it somewhere else. I'm not saying this is the way for you, but it just happened that we're on this conversation and what's found there. What, uh, what happened to you that night? Um, so a lot of reflection and it's interesting because I went back in, and part of it was going and, um, writing down what is these messages, you know, when you start getting clarity, the last thing that I wanted to do was lose that. Um, and beginning to understand and allow some of those layers to kind of peel back and, and, and sit in that moment long enough to, to realize, okay, this is, this is now my beginning. And I've got work to do. And so it was really uh, moments of reflection of, of taking what I'm, I'm allowing to happen that I've been put in this 
this incredible opportunity to, to be exposed intentionally. And I think that there's something different about that. You know, to what you just said, it's like globally we're being exposed unintentionally, at least by most people's uh, interpretation of what's happening is like, hey, we didn't choose this. It's happening. Now we have to deal with it. But whatever place we are in life, it, it is where you are and you are being shown for it financially, relationally, spiritually, all of it. To me, Warrior Week and in, in, in those moments, it was we were going into that saying, I want to be exposed. I need to be exposed. I'm at the end of something here and I need to begin something new. Something has to die and I need to literally rise again. And it needs to happen right now because I got people dying around me. And so for me, it was at the end and, and that evening, it, it, it was about writing things down. It's about taking and, and taking it in and then being, getting prepared for the next day because I knew this was getting ready to go deeper. And each part of this, uh, each evolution, it was, it, it was another, like, like somebody had taken a whole piece of me that was like hanging on this dead man inside of me that was hanging on. And it was like taking that person and finally having the help to get, you know, push him off to the side and breathe. It was literally step by step for those days, five days was giving me life again giving me hope and strength enough to where I can go and start doing the additional work that really needed to be done. And, and so the, in the, the, the purge that you experienced revealed something that was being healed and in, in the process of being healed. And uh, the next day you merge into another experience and that uh, I know for you, that was a pivoting moment. Uh, why don't you share with us what, what took place for you the next morning? Um, yeah, so um, I believe the next was on the beach. Yes. And, um, you know, there was two major things that happened on the beach for me. You know, the suffering for the children was one of them. But before, the other one that was so critical for me was really identifying my why. Really coming to that, not, it wasn't just acknowledging it. It was owning it. It was committing to it. It was, it was imprinting that into my soul and, and screaming it as loud as I could to the world. This is why I exist. It's for Christina Olivia McDonald. It's for Colton Sidney McDonald. It's for Ashton Slade McDonald. It's for Robert Brogan. These are my kids. This is my wife. This is why I'm alive. This is my family that I've been entrusted to my care. These are the ones that I've actually paid a price because of my unwillingness to accept myself. It led to me having five affairs. It led to two bankruptcies. Um, it led to um, kids that literally I, I thought I was a great dad. At least that was I pretended and they didn't want to have anything to do with me. It led to my, my, my kids leaving as soon as they could. It led to um, a son who got on drugs. It led to a daughter being raped. I mean, the, the downside of, of, a, of me as a man, not showing up for myself first and then showing up for my wife and for my children led to just a path of destruction. Being out on that beach and then having brothers around me at the time, it was Coach Samuel, and Coach Samuel was a big part of me, of working with me in the 90-day. In the 
And I remember, man, just laying back against him and him wrapping his arms around me. And then having brothers on both sides just putting their hands, you know. And it was take a deep breath and you are going to release. You know, there, there is something about men coming together for the purpose of going and declaring. Because it was, it was that declaration for me was literally like lighting a fire of you've got a place that you're going to go back to and it's not going to be easy. You left wreckage behind you. You're not going to go back and everybody's just going to embrace you because you had this moment on the beach. You know, because all of a sudden you're getting clarity and awareness. It's not like your wife is all of a sudden going to be healed from all the damage from the last 20 something years. Your kids are not going to be able to undo what's been done to them and the lack of attention and the lack of leadership and the brokenness in their lives. You got work to do, but you know what your mission is now. And it starts with this time and place. And so for me on that beach was, um, again, a next major step to opening up my eyes into a world of what the work now was about to go do. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, the, the piece of this that I want to bring to our conversation is the following. There are so many men that don't have the courage to admit to their faults. And so, therefore, they hide from their own faults. They hide from it themselves because they don't want to remind themselves of what's taken place, the mistakes that have taken place. So positive, positive mental attitude overwrites it. And they pretend. They pretend by hanging with positive people, they'll never have the fucking balls to remind them about their lies because they are also fucking liars. And this is the majority of men innocently lying and covering up. This is, a, this is a phase that we call sleep. Literally being a fucking dumbass, sleeping on top of millions of dollars, on top of a great life with family and spirituality, great body, and yet covering the lies, covering the affairs, covering the negligence that has been put into place, covering the win-win deals that they've made with their kids in exchange for money, I'll give you less time. Covering, covering, and covering. And yet, feeling that they are living in a fulfilled life. It takes an event, either voluntarily or involuntarily, to awaken you. I think COVID-19 has done a fucking great job to awaken pretty much everyone. Unfortunately, there are many that are asleep fucking, they're still asleep. Many has awakened and they started questioning themselves. What do I want for my children? What do I want for kids? But then there are many of those that hear the stories and say the following. Well, I never cheated on my wife. Well, I never neglected my children. Well, I never stole. I never had a bankruptcy. Okay, if you didn't have these things that are so obvious, then what did happen to you? We're not different. At the same time, we're not fucking equal. We're not. It's a false lift to think that we're all equal. We're not. Where much is given, much is fucking expected. So if you can't find where, where is in your life 
the things that you need to be vulnerable about, well, maybe not as much as not expected from you. Maybe your entire purpose was to come here to be used as a person that says, that motherfucker is asleep. I don't want to be like that. Maybe that's your purpose. But then the, those, those are, there are those that would actually take a chance, a risk, a risk of exposures and vulnerability above and beyond wh wh what they know. It's a place of childhood. It's a place of inquiry. It's a place of innocence where you're innocently saying, why do I operate like this? What is it that makes me avoid my wife? What is it that makes me not spend time with my children? What is it that makes me not to crave time with my kids every single moment of the day? What is it that makes me make certain decisions in my, in my workouts or in, in the way I eat? What is it that makes me a, a man that is expecting things from God only when he wants to? A man that doesn't want to have conversations with God every day, but when shit goes to south. What is it about me that is not showing up to produce and create Accept that I have the force of creation inside of me, but yet deny the fact that I can independently produce and provide for my family. Or what do I do with this feeling of greed around so much of wealth that I have? Why, why, why can I not share my wealth? What, what am I holding on to? These are innocent questions that demand the questioning of the mind. No one wants to go there. For most, it's considered a waste of time. And for many, it's a place where if they are exposed, then they lose everything. Hmm. But you're not one of those guys, man. You're not. And you've chosen, you've chosen to go into the night and turn this light that we talk about, not to impress anyone, but to truly guide yourself and believe and like you said hold on and own your why own your why for what purpose for what purpose sean uh, to create a legacy with them to love them you know it's regardless of anything else falls down in my life you know i will spend the rest of my life loving them well being present with them making sure that we have genuine, authentic connection to live this life out together. And I have so gratefully been continuing this transformation process of getting more and more clarity of what does it look like to live life with my why, you know? And I'm continuing actually to shift where I go and what I do in business just to realign that. I shift the conversations that happen. I shift the behaviors that happen. Even routines like core four, I keep constantly evolving in these things because the why is so important. And keeping that front and center is an evolution. It's a, it's a process of getting more and more clarity. And what I find that happens is that as, as, as I stay the course, it opens new doors for my kids and my wife to come and have different conversations. 
And those different conversations open up new doors of possibility and connection and clarity. And to be at this place, Coach Sam, with a wife who is still disabled, she still lives in bed every single day. Um, she still has multiple diseases that we're fighting and trying to figure out. Um, the nature of the conversation to a little over two years ago, going from go ahead, just file, we're done. To last night, her looking at me with tears in her eyes saying, you know what, I am so grateful for you because you, you're doing the work. And my only fear at this point is that I will never be able to catch you. And to have the confidence in my heart that you don't have to catch me because I'll always have you. You know, there's a spiritual component of this that completely has transformed everything. You know, we don't get to go for hikes together. We don't get to go on great vacations. We don't, we don't, we can't even go for a walk down the street. The last time we tried to do that, she um, went unconscious. You know, our lives live in our room together. And whatever we put together, it's, it's based upon communication. It's based upon spiritual connection. It's based upon the authenticity that my heart and my mind don't wander. You know, the greatest, one of the greatest gifts that I could give to my wife is to look at her in the eyes and know that I don't have anybody else back behind them. There's no other person. There's no other weird motive. There's nothing that I'm hiding. There's the purity of just looking at her and her being able to look back at me and know that there's nothing between us anymore. To be able to go put my arms around my daughter and know that there's no other woman that I've got hiding someplace in my life that I'm literally hugging my, my daughter with this unfortunate lack of character and integrity that I know propels her away from me. And my daughter has gone from not speaking to me to now she lives back in our home again. And we're watching her evolve and grow in these unbelievable ways. So when you ask about what, what's the purpose in this with my why, it's that. If I never made another dollar, if nothing else ever was added to me in my life, I would be complete in the fact that my family is growing and evolving as well. And I get to be a part of that process with them. There's nothing that matches it. Nothing. And that's the whole point. The whole point of this conversation is, if not you, then who? Like, literally, if you're listening to this and you're tuned in to this truth, let this sink in. If not you, then who? If you're not going to be the one that's going to be holding your children and your wife into your proximity and loving them into your proximity and truly receiving the gift that was given to you by God, the divine spirit inside of you that has connected with these souls and you becoming their stewardship in this journey. If not you, my friend, then who? And as you begin wondering on, on, to answer that question, if not now, then when? 
If not now, then when? That's what you did. That's what those are the answers that you discovered for you, Sean. And you had to experience tattooed the process of getting the answers to remember the value of the answers. If the answers were given to you, easily forgotten. If the answers were told to you in a book, easily forgotten. If the answers were revealed to you, you wouldn't act upon it. So by remembering the process that you went through to get the answer, you get to appreciate the answer. This is exactly what's going on right now. Like our lives right now, it's a reflection of who we've been and how we've operated. COVID-19 is the mirror. You look at your life right now, and if, if you didn't appreciate what you had, then you could understand that you were asleep. If you didn't appreciate the dinners in the restaurant, if you didn't appreciate the travels, if you didn't appreciate the connections with other humans, now you do. But six months ago, four months ago, you're a racist motherfucker. You don't like Chinese people. You don't like black people. You don't like that kind of people. You don't like to connect with other humans, other men. And now you're not connecting to no one. So my friends, it's time to reflect. And the saddest part is even despite this reflection period, there are still people that are fucking sleep. There are still people hating each other more than when they were connected. But is that the association that you want? Is that the connection that you want? It's not our job to save anyone. Evil exists. We are not equal. We are not. The biggest lie humanity was told is that we are all equal. We are not. I'm on a mission to continue saying that because the minute we think that we are equal, then we think that everything that exists in another person actually exists in me. The potential of it might have, but the choices of that person make that person different than me. My desire of other choices for that person is my desires. They can never be my choices. His choices can never be my choices. And if they're influenced by me, they're not truly his choices. If I can accept the idea of those choices in his mind by my action, then that's what I'll do. But I'm not doing it for him. I'm not doing it for you. And so that's what we teach, Sean. That's what you teach your children. The entire package. Sean, the dark, and the light. This is Sean. This is your dad. Not what 99% of men tell their children and think that their children don't know. Energetically, your children would inherit everything about you. So if you're a scumbag and you're not telling your kids, they will inherit it. And you've just made them scumbag by the fact that you did not reveal that side of you. That's the sad part, man. 
That's the sad fucking part. And there's so many stories and so many arguments to fight that truth. People go left and right fighting that because they don't want to believe that. Well, they're kids. You shouldn't tell them this. You shouldn't. No, you should stop fucking lying. Not have the justification that they're kids and they should not know this. So, Sean, as, as, we, as we bring this to uh, some kind of conclusion, at least for the time being, I'd love to have you here in, in person as well as soon as we get uh, uh, some of these uh, travel restrictions uh, out of the way. Uh, if you would if have an honest, pure message to just put in there for someone that's been listening to this and then has been hesitating on telling the truth, what would be your first invitation for such a man? Yeah, I mean, the risk of holding on to the lie is so much greater than going all in on the truth. You know, I held on to the lies forever. And I try to cover for a lot of things. You can't cover for that. It always comes out at some point. The question becomes, are you going to volunteer to bring it out and do it in a way that actually gives you power? Or are you going to try to keep holding on to the lie and keep trying to cover up for it and live in no power whatsoever? But you cannot be the man that you want to be and desire to be for yourself. If you don't turn the flashlight on and start staring into your own pit, accept that man for who he is, forgive that man for what he's done, love him for the fact that he's human, and then start moving forward and declaring that I will never be that man again. I will not be a man who lives in lies. I'm going to be a man who lives in truth. I'm going to love myself in that truth. And yeah, our lies have consequences. That's just the truth. That's the reality. You can't escape the consequences. You cannot. But there's a much greater consequence that comes by not exposing yourself voluntarily and actually owning that stuff. And then literally loving yourself for the fact that you have the strength to take those steps and then start building from there. Because the other side of that, I would not have my family back if it wasn't for it. I would not be able to sit down with a wife that now I hold her hand as grandchildren are starting to come and like experience life together and be so thankful for her to say to me over and over again, I'm so glad it's not us right now. I'm so glad in our home there's peace. I'm so glad that you and I are connected. I'm so glad that we are not in that same place anymore. I mean, it's just relief. She knows all my sin. She knows all my baggage. She knows all the death because she had to live it. She had to experience it. She chose to hang on with me. You know, my children, they, they, they've had to live their own version of it. But to go back and pull them in and admit and expose myself to them is what opened the door for them coming and walking back and allowing their dad back into their life again. You have everything to lose if you're going to hold on to your lies, everything. But you also have everything to gain if you're willing to take the step, own it, love yourself, move forward. Well said, man. And uh, listen, if, if this podcast has resonated with you not if i'm going to take off if um this podcast has resonated with you i'm going to dictate this one 
I'm going to terrorize this fucking podcast. Not if. This podcast, motherfucker, has resonated with you. If it has not, then fuck you. Unsubscribe. Never, ever, ever, ever again listen to anything that comes out of my mouth or any of our guests here. Fuck off. Pack your shit and get the fuck out of here. If it has not resonated. But I know it has resonated. And so it's time for you to take action. Take a bold action. Take an action. Take this fucking podcast and forward it to someone that needs to hear this. Let them know about this podcast. Let them know about this truth. Become an instrument in the front line. Make an impact. I'm not saying this is the only voice that you hear, but it happens that today this is the voice that you are here. It happens that you are hearing this now and there's nothing else left but to copy paste the fucking link and send it to a person. But yet you're lacking that courage. Why? If you're lacking that courage, it's because there is a lie that you're running away from. And maybe, just maybe, you should copy paste the link of this and send it to yourself and listen to it once again from a perspective of someone that has forwarded this to you and ask yourself, what are the lies? What are the lies in your life that you are covering up? And will you find the courage to uncover them? Will you find the courage to tell the power, so to tell the truth so you can experience this power that Sean is talking about? No one will be able to do that for you. And the courage to do that is massive. So I'll leave you with that. I'll leave you with that. Because if this has an impact in your life, in your family's life, then the purpose of Sean and I being inside of this conversation was met. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. And I want to thank you for forwarding the message to yourself or someone else. I want to also thank Sean for being on the podcast. I look forward to seeing you here in person. We will continue our conversation. This is just the beginning. This was your experience in Warrior Week, and then it's where we're going because this is not stopping. Gentlemen, until next time, take care of yourself and each other.